Welcome to the Black Doctor Collective Podcast. We as Black doctors are in a unique position. We can change our communities, healthcare, and the world. Of course, we start by changing the way we see and value ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Shanika Horn, pediatrician and physician coach, travel extraordinaire. I am so happy to have you here and listening. So let's get into it. Okay, so welcome to the Black Doctor Collective Podcast. Today we have a special guest. I'm really excited to talk to Dr. Tammy Green. So Dr. White Green is the CEO, owner of Embrace to Empower Wellness Services. She's the mother of four boys. Woo, you are busy. (laughs) Wife, a pediatric psychiatrist and an entrepreneur. She was born and raised in a small town in Central Florida. She's one of three girls and credits her mother and father for teaching her to love God, work hard, and put family first. She received her undergraduate degree in biology, pre-medicine from Florida A&M University. Go ahead, Florida (laughs) A&M. And later received her medical degree from the University of South Florida College of Medicine. So after her son was diagnosed with autism during her last year of medical school, she decided to pursue a career in pediatric psychiatry. As a result, she did a psychiatric residency at UAB Department of Psychiatry and a pediatric fellowship at Children's Hospital in Birmingham, Alabama. She has practiced as an adult and pediatric psychiatrist in the academic, community, and private sectors. She currently works at Harmony United Psychiatric uh, uh, care as a staff psychiatrist. So she has been mm-hmm. obsessed with all things related to wellness, fitness, and self-care, which is why she's here today. And <laughs> as a result, obtained her personal trainer certification and is a dance fitness instructor. Are you guys not impressed by this resume? <laughs> I mean, come through. So in addition to her profession in the mental health field and online fitness, Dr. Green created the Melanated Fit MD a wellness brand dedicated to celebrating, uplifting, and amplifying wellness in women of color. Her self-care coaching program is one of the core, is the core of her mission, right? And business, and is focused on helping professional moms of color in their 40s and 50s go from exhausted to energized by utilizing simply daily habits. Now, if anyone has a grip on exhaustion to energize. I would vote for you because Dr. Mike Green, I mean, come through with all of your accolades. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I, yeah, I think, um, it it sounds like I'm doing a lot as, or as my son says, doing the most. (laughs) Leave it to the kids to tell you how it is. Oh yeah. He's like DTM mom. I was like DTM doing the most. You're doing the most. So I know all the lingo. Oh, yes, definitely. (laughs) All the lingo. I guess people don't say hip anymore. I was going to say they Mm -mm, do. I know, right? Yeah, we're going to age ourselves, bro. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. And the reason I brought you on the podcast is because, you know, we're dedicated here to talking about how to take care of yourself. We're Mm -hmm. dedicated to 
physicians advocating for themselves. And we're right. also, you know, looking for that hope, that hope at the end of the tunnel where physicians are successful. And it's not necessarily in medicine, it can be, but it can also be outside of that. And just, you know, empowering other people to feel like they too can do things outside of the box. So, right. Okay. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I wanted to hear, you know, a little bit about your journey. I mean, I, we, we talked about your bio, but yeah, it's better to hear it with your flavor. <laughs> well, like I said, thank you for having me. And um, yeah, I guess the first part would say that um, I love your mission and I am probably the epitome of someone who has been extremely type A all of my life. Mm -hmm. very focused and very driven and having to really pivot and really look at things differently to make sure I could sustain living the way that I was living so that I would have longevity and vitality as I've gotten older. Um, I actually have a paper written that I wrote in first grade about wanting wow. to be a doctor. That's so amazing. I actually, yeah, so I have the paper, you know how you say what you want to be and mm -hmm. at the time, so I've known since I was six years old that I was going to be a medical doctor. And, and at the time I said I was going to be a medical doctor and be a missionary because my faith has always been really important. And, and so very driven in my mind, I had this picture of what being a doctor was and then getting there was a journey. But then when I got there or being there, I realized that, you know, maybe what I had in my six-year-old mind is not completely what it was and what it is currently. So that's been my whole journey is taking my six-year-old self and now at 49, <laughs> 43 years mm -hmm. later, realizing how, you know, that I needed to pivot and do things so that I can make it another 49 years. So Absolutely. my journey, yeah, my journey really started with six years old, focused on being a physician and quite honestly, pushing and burning myself out at a very young age and, uh, and haven't been suffering the consequences of that. And then that has been my entire term, my entire journey, especially in the last um, eight years. Wow. That's such a great story. I definitely relate to that. In my first podcast episode ever, I talk about how I didn't know what it meant to be an attending physician until I got there. So that completely is totally all of our stories, right? You have no yeah. idea what to expect. Yeah. Baptism um, by fire. That's what we call it. Oh, right? yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Truly. So I think one thing that I would love to ask, because I think people don't necessarily recognize burnout in themselves all the time or right away. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think that like were your symptoms? What do you, how do you think it exhibited in your life? I think for me, well, I think there are different levels of burnout because I think burnout looks different in different phases and seasons of your life. Mm -hmm. And so you have to really look at the season and really say, okay, am I burnout or is this just where I am or is there something really that God or that I'm really needing to do different? Um, so I think for me, you know, obviously the phases of being a physician and being a mom and juggling, you know, having, I had my first son three months before I started medical school. Mm 
So, you know, being fatigued and tired was, has been my MO. I feel like my entire (laughs) life. Uh, Okay. Of course I'm sleepy. Of course I'm tired. But I think what happened as far as with burnout for me was waking up in the morning and just dreading what I was about to do. Not in a, not in a suicidal way of, oh, I don't want to do this, Mm -hmm. but having like this pit in my stomach of, I don't don't even want to do this. And, you know, and really realizing, okay, this is real and and not just having it for a couple of days, um, but really having it sustained over months. And that's when I really was like, okay, I have to have to really see what is going on that I'm waking up with that pit in my stomach and I'm waking up dreading like driving like every aspect of putting on my clothes Mm -hmm. even I you know I remember just every morning putting on my coat and putting my coat in the car Mm -hmm. and just feeling like oh like so every aspect of leading up to going into the hospital or the clinic and just having a feeling of dread um, and then feeling guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feeling guilty about, you know, what people never talk about is, especially if you're a black woman, pretty much everybody culturally, they're <laughs> like, oh my God, you know, your grandma told everybody at the church that you're a doctor. Yep. You know, your uncle told everybody, yes. your daddy, how dare you not want to be a doctor? Because right. we, everybody know you're the first one. What are you doing? Yes. And you so, should have the pride that we all have. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and um, so feeling burnout and then feeling guilty about feeling burnout. And I didn't want to tell my family or even my friends who weren't in medicine because they didn't understand. They're just like, well, you're making good money. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like got, you know, what, what's the matter with you? So right. I think the burnout and then the guilt about feeling burnout. Oh, I think they both go together. And so for me, that was the definition for me of just the dread of, of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's such an important component. I think the feedback from your external world, right. On how you're supposed to feel as a doctor. Mm -hmm. And I think there's such a divide between what people think being a doctor is like and what it's actually like and what you, what you feel and what people think you feel are so like separate worlds. So yeah, that's such a, I love that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I was trained. And so I graduated from medical school. I'm going to date myself in 99. And that was, I think a couple of years after that is when Grey's Anatomy first came out. Mm. And so my friends were like, oh my God, you are living the life. Right. All these cute attendings and y'all oh, are yeah. just, and I'm like, girl, that, that is not, that is not residency. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know where that Gray's Anatomy is not residency. So whatever yeah. y'all were thinking, you know, it, it was, or it is, that's not what it is. So <laughs> not at all. And people are like, oh, are there people hooking up at the hospital? Right. Are there cute people? And I'm like, I don't think I have an attending under the age of 50. Right. So, <laughs> like, there's no, no doctor the dreamy. There's no doctor no. the dreamy. No, like, they're all married. They're all like, el- like some of them are like seventy. I'm like, yeah. I, no, none of that's happening for me. Nope, nope. Also, nope. my hospital's not as pretty. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was at a community hospital, so it was not. Me too. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. So tell me, I guess, a little bit about your journey because obviously you're no yeah. longer sitting in that place, and so one of the things I really want us to talk about is that journey out of burnout. Yeah. What did you yeah. feel like you recognized within yourself? needed to change or what changes maybe you didn't recognize that needed to be made, but that you yeah. made in order to start moving out of that space? Um, to be honest, it, it was thrust upon me because I really, the, the, the turn for me really happened when I had my last son and I really experienced postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working inpatient, um, in 2014 I had three younger kids and, and I was getting ready to have my last son. I mean, 60 hours on call every third or fourth night, inpatient, adult, geriatrics, and child, and outpatient. And it Ooh. was it was tough. And um, I, re- I never will forget this day. I actually had him on April 1st. So he's an April Fool's Day baby. Aww. And um, literally May, I think it was May the 8th or 14th, my colleagues were like, are you coming back? Now it was only like five or six weeks. And I remember oh, like, sitting real soon, May, that's like a month. Like what? Right. Right. And, and not just come back like part-time, but come back to full time. And I was sitting in my OBGYN's office and I was crying to her because I told her, I said, look, I know I got postpartum depression. I'm a whole psychiatrist. I can diagnose myself. I can give you all the skills. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, but I know I need to go back. And she said, so uh, no. So mm-hmm. she gave me three extra weeks off. Mm-hmm. But um, when I went back in June, I was, I was, the dread was even worse because the shadow and the, I mean, the cloud of how I felt towards my son, mm-hmm. towards my husband, it was, it was really scary for me. Not that I was thinking of hurting anyone, but I knew the depression was so significant. And my journey started because in like two or three weeks later, I told my husband, I said, I can't keep this up. I I cannot keep this up. Um, Everyone was calling me a superwoman, hence my talk about my, you know, my program in a little bit. And they're like, oh my God, you're so amazing. You're such a super mom. And I wasn't, I was being super horrible to myself. And I made the decision. I've never left a job before or resigned. And I said, no, I, I, I have to, I will not be around for this young one. I was 41 when I had him. I said, I will not make it to 50 if I keep this up. And I made the decision literally two days later, I turned in my letter of resignation and left inpatient and went to an outpatient position for less money. <laughs> but less hours. And, um, and that really started my whole journey of looking at medicine differently because I was on that fast path of, you know, all the things, okay, maybe you're going to be medical director and all these things. And I said, I went to a little small little town and I just did outpatient psychiatry. And that started my whole journey of in 2014. Okay. You know, because I was under a no, a no compete clause, and I said to myself in 2016, when I can come back to where I live, I'm going to open my own practice. And I started the whole journey of saying, okay, what do I need to do for myself? I really just changed everything. I said, what do I need to be doing for myself so that I'm around for my kids and for my husband 
and screw what y'all think about me as far as what kind of doctor I am. And so that started the whole journey about wellness and, and my self-care. And, and um, you look at things differently when, when you get to such a dark place. Yeah. Wow. I mean, first of all, thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. I mean, that is so powerful. And I think that hopefully people listening will also relate to that and realize that they too don't have to be the superwoman. I mm. think, I mean, this is why like self-love is so important, right? Because if you yeah. didn't love yourself enough in that moment to take yourself out of it, and if you didn't recognize that you are more than what you do for other people, then, you know, it's quite possible that you wouldn't have been there for your family. And, you know, Very much. yeah, people don't understand that if you don't take care of yourself first, you cannot take care of others, right? You cannot pour from an empty cup. It's like the lesson of life that we somehow don't learn until sometimes very late. Yeah. <laughs> very late. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's such a beautiful story. So thank you for sharing that. Um, what... Whew, that was good. Um, but oh, I guess what traits, I mean, you talk about like recognizing, you know, that you needed to move and, and to, to do stuff. What things, I guess, did you make, did like made you successful in that transition? So like, what did you feel like you needed to do? Who did you feel like you needed to be? Cause at some point you have to decide like, I am not a superwoman. I need to do this thing. This is better for me. So what are the things yeah. I guess, like, what are the decisions you made? Therapy. <laughs> yes. I, I, that. Listen, I tell my patients all the time when they're like, I don't want to go to therapy. I said, listen, I have been in therapy probably 18 out of the last 22 years in some shape, form or fashion, mm -hmm. whether it was counseling or coaching or something. Um, so the, a journey of having a therapist and realizing that it's okay as a doctor to have a therapist to work with mm -hmm. me through transitions, um, that was huge. And whenever I had to pivot again, I would reach out and have a therapist. Or if I, you know, like even in the last four or five months, I, I didn't have therapy for a while. And then I transitioning, I've, I've you know, reestablished with a new therapist. Mm -hmm. um, I think the other thing is just keeping things extremely simple for me. As far as it relates to self-care, I think a lot of times, especially as women, professional women, you know, we're like, okay, we got this whole list, <laughs> but I really, you know, we got all these things. We're perfectionists, even at self-care. Oh, <laughs> even, even, yeah, even, yeah. And so I had to really break it down and say, you know what, I'm just going to focus on, you know, eating more salads for a month. Or so, mm -hmm. or eating, or focusing on movement and nothing else, and and building a little bit at a time with momentum, and 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 showing myself some grace because I am such a per perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Because I do, you know, I tell people the journey of self care isn't like okay, I'm going to do my self care and I'm just going to do it perfectly. Mm -hmm. It's transitions and phases is you still have times where you're like, okay, I have to recalibrate and let right. me change what that looks like. So I think being showing yourself grace, keeping it extremely simple and having some type of accountability, coaching therapy, and, and just shifting constantly 
to really say, okay, what, what does self-care for me look like now? Cause right. it looks different, you know, in different, in different years and different months, mm-hmm. it, you know, it definitely shifts. Yeah. Therapy 10 out of 10 recommend everyone should have a therapist. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. I think slowly we're, we're getting through that stigma of therapy and, and having a therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slowly. I mean, I think, you know, maybe it's becoming more trendy, <laughs> hopefully. Hope so. Yeah. It's difficult because as professional women, we still think we can do it all. Mm-hmm. And, um, part of not doing it all is realizing it's okay to know that you need a therapist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. And even definitely. if you think you can do it all, you probably still need a therapist. You still, right. Do. Cause <laughs> even if you're like a perfectionist and you're like, I need to get all this stuff done. It's like, yes, but therapy will also help you prioritize yeah. and balance exactly. and do all these things. So it's like, exactly. You know, and if you think you don't need a therapist, you should probably talk about that with your therapist. Right. You yeah. You need a therapist? So, yeah. Um, and I also love what you said about self-care looking different at different stages of your life, because yeah. there is a huge movement of self-care, right. And, and wellness. And that's been, you know, becoming more and more pervasive on the internet and everywhere. And, mm-hmm. and it looks yeah. a certain way. Right. It right. it has an appearance and you see it with these like super skinny yoga doing liquid veggie <laughs> diet people. Right. Like it has right. an image and that's what right. they sell to you. Right. Like this is happiness is if you mm-hmm. are thin and probably white and and doing yoga and meditating and like all of these things. And it's like self-care looks different for everybody. And, and even trying yeah. to maintain self-care at that standard, like someone else's definition is going to burn you out even more. Right. No, that's so true. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's the thing I think people have to really, when I talk to people and they're like breaking down self-care, I'm like, it's taking care of yourself. How do you, what brings you energy? Do those things more. And what saps energy? Do that less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know it's simplistic, but do that right. less. Like if you know that person saps your energy, it may be someone you love, but talk to them a little bit less. If Absolutely. you know that something you love to do brings you energy, do that more. I, that's how I became even certified in dance fitness. I love dance. And I'm not teaching now because it was taking away too much energy, but I still dance all the time. And at the time I'm like, that gives me energy. I'm going to do that more. And realizing energy is so huge. Um, And and when you know the difference of things that take your energy and things that bring you energy, people, communities, Mm -hmm. um, then you run towards those things and you run away (laughs) from the things. And in medicine, we're taught to basically do things that take our energy for like 20 years. Yes. Call. And ignore ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was huge is realizing that I might, and, and not taking on more things. Uh, That is where I am in the season of my life is realizing okay, I can't commit to that because how much energy is that going to take? Mm -hmm. 
even though it may sound amazing. Like how much yeah. energy? Do I have that energy to give? Okay, well then I can't do that. You know, so I think that's where I am in this season of my life is knowing what to give my energy to and what not to. And that's still a, ugh, I'm yeah. still, I'm still working on it. <laughs> still working on yes. it. I can't remember where I read it. It's like the definition of saying, of, of like setting boundaries is that, you know, people often attribute setting a boundary as saying no, and they feel really guilty about saying no to a lot of things, but really it should be like, I'm saying no to this thing because I want to be able to say yes to this other thing. And yeah. so saying no allows you to have more space, like you said, for things that bring you energy, for things that yeah. bring you joy, right? So it's not yeah. just feeling guilty about saying, no, I can't do these things, but it's recognizing like, you know, energy is limited. It's finite. It and is. You need to conserve it for the things that are super important to you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And speaking of dancing, I'm definitely going to put your <laughs> Instagram in the show notes. So anybody's looking for Dr. Tammy, cause she gets down on the Instagram. <laughs> Let me tell you, those dance moves, I'm watching dancing myself. I'm like, okay. Yes, I love to dance. And and yeah. I and I didn't dance for a long time. I danced uh, to dance classes growing up. And then, of course, you know, you had to put it to the side, college, medical school. Mm-hmm. But I realized dancing brought me joy. Yes. And um, yeah, and it's just one of the things that, like I said, I can, it, it brings me joy. It brings me energy. So yeah. So do I things that bring it. you energy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I also love dancing. So I totally connect to your reels. I love them. <laughs> they are awesome. Okay. So we have kind of, you know, made this journey starting with, you know, six-year-old Dr. Tammy, who's not yet Dr. Tammy, but moving in that direction <laughs> and going through training, experiencing these feelings, and then transitioning away from that and reshaping yourself. So tell us about yeah. your life today. How is Dr. Yeah. Tammy's life better today? It is better today because I've really realized that I am not just a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. Medicine is only part of me. And I mm. used to put all of my identity Unfortunately, I think sometimes more into even medicine than even being a mom or a wife. And as I've been able to be okay with, okay, uh, yes, I'm a physician, but that's only part of who I am. And so today I I still practice medicine, you know, part-time between 20 to 30 hours. And um, the other part that I'm so passionate about and where I get my energy is coaching black women, especially black women over 40 to really focus on taking care of themselves. And so today, the way it looks is that I practice medicine and I also have a coaching business where my self-care for the superwoman coaching is the thing that I'm so passionate and energetic about because I know my kids' lives are different because I have more energy Mm. Um, before this podcast, my sons were like, can we go to the dog park? And I was like, <laughs> okay, after yeah. a full day of medicine. And so, I, and I'll probably put it in my stories. Like we were at the dog park and they were playing and, and I said, you know, I probably would have just sat down after clinic, came home and just slept. Nice. And even though I know I have a busy evening with podcasting, coaching that energy with them and 
it to me experiences is everything. And so I want other women, I want other black women to be able to give that to their kids, to show that, and even to their families, because it's infectious, right? And when you have more energy and you can show that, then that is a way for them to then carry that on. So that's my legacy is creating that self-care legacy for for other black moms. Absolute definition yeah. of self-care and and how that's impactful to everyone around you. Yeah. So it's not just it self-care makes it sound so inward, but in actuality, it is also an outward facing oh thing. Gosh. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I don't have daughters, I have all sons, but I have mm-hmm. to imagine, you know, my mom was very type A and she passed in 2017, but she had a master's degree, a divinity yeah. degree, and two bachelor's degrees, had three jobs. And so wow. I naturally was like, okay, well, we got to get it. We got we to do all the things, all the things. Right. But I want women to show their daughters, hey, you have to have this balance of taking care of yourself, not with a man. Mm-mm. but by yourself first. And then, you know, so I, I want other women to be able to show that to their daughters and sons. You know, I want my sons to see that, but that is um, definitely legacy, a different kind of legacy. Yeah. So, so who is your, I guess, ideal coaching client? Like who does it light your fire to serve? Oh gosh. I I, <laughs> I love working with women in their mid forties, early fifties, who are driven, perfectionistic, mm-hmm. but knowing, <laughs> and they know that, like they know mm-hmm. they are like, they're like, okay, girl, yeah, that's me. I'm like, right now during this podcast, I'm like folding clothes, getting my project ready. And on the phone with my sister, cause of course she is calling me about all the things I got to help her with. That's oh, my, yeah. that's my girl. That's my home girl. Yeah. And is really helping them fit self-care into their busy life and mm-hmm. what it looks like for them. And then giving them that blueprint where it may, you know, where it is at 45, giving them those tools so that they can pivot when they're 55 or when they're 60. Mm-hmm. So working with that perfectionistic, amazing ass superwoman that, you know, knows that she needs to be more super loving to herself. Yeah. And maybe wants to dance, you know, in between. Yeah, yeah have a good time. <laughs> yes, yes, that's yes, definitely. Yeah. So, what do you, you know, if this super mom comes to you, you know, what is, I guess, the benefit, right? I mean, she's already a yeah. perfectionist, and hopefully, she can perfect her self love. But right. while she's working on that, what do you guys, you know, work on? What's, you know, her her end? Her end is, is being able, and and I, the way, what I teach is there's three things that I want you to be able to do after, you know, you've completed, or you've been in my self-care for the superwoman program. I want you to identify, you know, identify that superwoman in you that is Mm -hmm. talking to you, identify her and be able to quiet her and really just give more boldness to the woman that really is embracing her own health and then creating a plan that shifts between different transitions. And to be honest, mastering that. So it's really identify, create, and master with consistency. And so at the end of that, the way I say is it's not an end. It truly Mm -hmm. is a beginning. 
It's an, it may be an end of working with me, but still the beginning of Mm -hmm. taking all those tools and then changing your self-care as you change all the different seasons and phases of your life. I love that. Especially identifying that superwoman because sometimes she's real loud. Girl. (laughs) She's so loud. She's so loud loud and bold and critical Mm-hmm. And all of the things. Yes. Loud. My inner yeah. perfectionist right now is yes. yeah, mm-hmm. relates to all of those things. So I true. Yes. So that. so true. Yeah. So I mean, how many women are you looking to help? Like what's the what's the goal for life? My goal is to help over a thousand women. That's amazing. And and the reason I a thousand for me is because it's a trickle effect, right? If you, in my mind, if you're working with a thousand moms and each of those moms has two children or maybe one child or a spouse, because we don't want to leave out the fact that a lot of times when you embrace self-care, your spouse sees that too, and they change mm-hmm. their life. Right. But work by, by working with a core of a thousand women, and, and for me, it's international because mm-hmm. I think you know, I'm obviously African-American, but I have friends who are from the Caribbean and who are from just different areas of the world. And they, it's the same. It's, yep. it's the same, whether it's my friend who's Bahamian or my friend who's from Ghana, or, I mean, we're all professional. We're, that cultural part is still there for all of us. Yeah. So being able to have that effect of a thousand women, because then that carries out to, to hundreds of thousands with that legacy. But that's my goal. No, that's my goal. That is what will happen. That is what will yes, happen. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I have no doubt that that will happen. I yeah. mean, you guys heard it here first. If you yeah. are in Dr. Tam, even if you're not in Dr. Tammy's you know, <laughs> group, I say follow you, like follow this. This is a movement. Yeah. We, as Black women, need to yes. re-identify ourselves. Like, yes. We can't be everything to everybody and nothing to ourselves. Exactly. That and when we are over. something to, yeah. And when we're something to ourselves, that makes us better. That's, I think that's what I had to realize mm-hmm. is when I can really say, okay, y'all, I need a minute. I left right. last week. I ran away for a day. I ran away <laughs> right. from my family. Yeah. And I came back so much happier. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And that made me, you know, even last week seeing patients, I was so much happier. So yeah, it really does become a trickle down effect. I I so. wholeheartedly support that. I think that what you're saying, what you're doing is it's like amazing, you know, it's great work. It's something that all black women need to hear, even if they're not 40 yet, like myself. <laughs> All of this I had a couple of girls, they were like, oh, I'm 33 and I'm a hot mess. So can you right. coach me? Can you work with me? Can you yes. work with me? What, what are we doing? I said, and I, I feel like everything you teach is so on par, right? Because even like, I'm not a mom yet. And I'm like, if I learn all of this stuff that you're saying in advance, then it's yes. even better when I, oh, so when I have easier. a kid, right? So much easier. So much yeah. easier. Save yourself so much stress. <laughs> so much I, stress. Love it. Okay. So tell the people where they can find you because you are spreading the gold. <laughs> well, they can find me at um, the melanatedfitmd.com. That is so, um, you know, www.the 
Melanated, M-E-L-A-N-A-T-E-D, FIT, uh, F-I-T-M-D.com. That's my website. And when they go to the website, they can get a free bonus of my high energy guide for Black moms just by logging onto the website. And when they do that, they'll get on my Melanated Mom email list. And I send out weekly tips and about energy. And I, I actually have workouts that I give them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, for my energy's sake, I'm on one platform. I'm on Instagram and Facebook, but mostly Instagram. That's where I hang out. And awesome. so uh, on Instagram, I'm at the Melanated Fit MD also. So check me out there. Right. And yeah. Um, yeah, and my self-care coaching program just launched last mm. week. And oh, I'm really we're cutting yeah. edge, okay? Well, you this will be, you guys will be hearing this in January. So it would already yeah. be out for a little while, but yeah. still cutting edge. Yeah. So the yeah, so SSC, which is um self-care for the superwoman. Uh, so it it launched on Thursday, but they can go to the website and get information if they're interested in one-on-one coaching with me. Okay. So black woman, you heard the call. You <laughs> know that when you are ready, which hopefully is soon, because you can't be doing what you're doing forever. It's not sustainable. When you're ready to get on a path of sustainability, this is what you need to do. This is who you need to check out. That is Perfect. I'm definitely going to include both the website and your Instagram info in the show notes. So anybody looking for Dr. Tammy, you will see the website. You will see the Instagram. Please just follow that Instagram just for your only daily dose of joy. Okay. It's so it funny. Soul food. I'm loving it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. Yes, I'm so glad that you had the time to chat with us today. And I love being able to spread your message. Hopefully there mm-hmm. are, I know, I already know friends of mine who are not even 40 yet, but are moms and black and <laughs> and perfectionists who could definitely relate to everything you're saying and probably would be great candidates for your program. So I'm just going <laughs> to sprinkle them in there and hopefully they, they catch on. So thank you so thank much. You. Any last words to the people? Um, my last words to, to that woman out there who is, like I said, folding clothes, you know, mm-hmm. feeding the baby, <laughs> vacuuming, everything at the same time is just to remember to show her, show yourself some grace and um, know that building a life of health really does start with one thing at a time. So if I if you know nothing else, if you take nothing else from this, is start with just one thing. And just keep it simple. And and once you do that, then you build momentum. So that's the one thing I want for that woman doing all five things at one time. Yeah. That is excellent advice. Because again, our perfectionists will lead us to be thinking we need to start a yoga, meditation, vegetable diet. Keto, everything. Intermittent fasting all today. Yes. Yes. And be good at it. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Tammy. I am really looking forward to everything that you put out in the future. Guys, please check out Dr. Tammy's website, the Melanated MD, right? Melanated Melanated Fit MD. The Melanated Fit. Don't forget the fit, y'all. MelanatedFitMD.com. Okay. So thanks. thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast. 
And what I want you to do next is write a review. I'm gonna make this so easy for you. Just go ahead and give me five stars, but also leave a comment that tells me how we can be off the charts. I want you to link us everywhere you can, Instagram at The Black Doctor, The Black Doctor website to join our newsletter. Just become part of our collective. I want you here. Thanks, until next time, bye. Thank you.